Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These experiences teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I tell you, our listening audience, radio audience, Facebook audience, 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 we got a very, very powerful show coming your way. And, you know, I, I, I got my sidekick over here, you know, my beautiful wife, who's going to uh, be a guest co-host today. How you doing, Michelle? I am doing great, James. I'm really excited about today's show. Oh, man, I'm excited about today's show. And uh, what, today's show is called uh, Overcoming Adversities and Walking Into Your Own Challenges. We all have challenges. In life, regardless of what the situation and circumstances, but we had to sit back and we had to get a grip on ourselves and we had to walk into those challenges and we had to defeat those challenges. And the best way to do that is through having confidence in yourself, knowing that you're not alone, uh, that you got support and that uh, you are willing to put the work in to challenge all adversities that might come our way. You know, so I, I got two fantastic guests here today who's going to share uh, their stories. I got Mr. Robert Paylor. How you doing, sir? <laughs> JC, I'm fired up. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And I got Isabella Picard. How are you doing, Isabella? Oh, fire me up, JC. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. Oh, we are going to rock and roll. It's going to be a party here. It's going to be a party where we're going to uplift our listening <laughs> yeah. audience, and we're going to tell them about our stories. I mean, uh, I am so impressed with, with, with both of you guys because uh, as an athlete, myself, a former athlete, uh, and, you know, I played sports. I played rugby, Rob, you know, you, you played rugby union, you know, yeah. so you're sure going to tell go. us, and, and that's a very dangerous sport. Uh, and you know, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that you might've had, uh, and, 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 uh, playing rugby and what led you to being the person that you are today. I'm talking about up spirit, excited motivation and, and Bella you, softball player at the highest level, you know, yeah. uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's challenges with that as well. Sometimes we don't even think about um, things that could potentially happen to go adverse uh, to what we're doing. So I'm excited about uh, hearing your story as well. You know, yeah. so uh, um, I want to start off like this. I always start off with uh, my thoughts. And my thoughts for today's show is. Regardless of our trials and tribulations, I believe our great Lord placed us on this earth to fulfill our purpose. The ideals we dream, the personal image we perceive, may not be the purpose God called upon us to do. However, I believe adversities and challenges occur to test our faith and our purpose. In short, we must learn to accept these challenges to overcome adversity. And most importantly, we must be able to walk into 
and through these challenges, knowing that we are children of the most high God. Just like I told you, we got two fantastic guests that's going to help us understand this a little bit more. Michelle, uh, would you mind telling me about the purpose of the show today? I would love to talk about the purpose of the show. The purpose of the show is to provide insight about challenging situations and how to overcome them. To understand our inspirations are guided by our aspirations, yet it requires perspiration that brings us through it. You must work it. To focus on the positive and the good from life-changing events, moving through our negative thoughts and turning them into successes. Wow. So, I tell you what. We're going to get started with our first guest. Michelle, you mind telling them a little bit about our first guest? Yes. Isabella Picard, a.k.a. Bella. Bella Picard is an All-American full scholarship softball player from Upton, Massachusetts. In April of 2015, Bella took her last steps on the softball field after a nasty collision, diving headfirst into the opposing shortstop's knee. Bella broke her neck and suffered a spinal cord injury and was placed into a rehabilitation hospital in Boston that summer after her cervical spinal fusion in hopes of regaining strength and function in the right side of her body. Throughout these last five years, Bella has proved doctors wrong and can walk independently with no assistance, with the exception of a leg brace for her right-sided drop foot. In between surgeries and intense rehab, Bella's positivity and contagious spirit has led to her speak in front of hundreds of people throughout the nation, from youth softball organizations to college sports teams, foster homes in Florida to several churches throughout New England. There isn't a soul Bella can't connect with to spread light and hope. Bella continues to put her heart and soul into her rehabilitation and is currently training at Barwis Performance Center in South Florida for their neurological reengineering program. Bella contributes an unparalleled perspective on how quickly the physical body can be taken away and how she had to learn on her own how to strengthen her mind and keep it healthy outside of the world of sports that she only knew. Sharing her experience has made an impact like no other on student athletes across the nation. Bella is on a mission to use her unique insights she has gained on her road to full recovery, and she hopes to make a positive shift and the way current student-athletes view their playing. Bella has been known to tell all athletes she meets, never take one step on that field for granted. It's Your Life Radio Show Podcast presents Bella Picard. Welcome to the show, Bella. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Well, we, uh, we're doing fantastic because, you know, you are in our presence. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, about yourself, you know, where you're from and, you know. A little bit about myself. Well, I grew up on a chicken farm. <laughs> I uh, grew up in the middle of the woods in Massachusetts, actually. One of six kids. I'm number five in the lineup, so you guys can even try to imagine what that means. Uh, pretty competitive household. All of us athletes just love each other. We're all obsessed with each other. Um, went to school in Philadelphia. Played Division One softball there. All that in between we'll cover. But right now I am currently in South Florida because, like you said, I'm training at a, this neurological reengineering program, uh, this beautiful facility down here. It's been amazing. So that's I just got here tomorrow, January 13th. Right. Is that right? Yes. 
yeah, tomorrow's going to be exactly one year I've been down here. So it's pretty exciting. It's the first time I've been independent and on my own. So it's just me and my service dog just figuring life out and just encouraging people and working hard and just limitless, really, just a limitless kind of mindset. So pumped to be here, though. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> hey, can you tell us a little bit about uh, that event uh, in 2015? Uh- yeah, so it was uh, it was April eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. It was a doubleheader at Fordham University in the Bronx. Um, it happened in the first inning. Uh, I dove into second base. I don't remember any of this. I just this is a collective like TMZ, like what I hear from my teammates and coaches. But I, I dove into second base um, and hit the shortstop's knee like head on. And I broke my C5 vertebrae and literally been rehabbing ever since. The right side of my body is was got very, very, very weak. Uh, knee down, I'm still, you know, paralyzed. But that's what I'm working on at this gym. And I just feel so blessed for the recovery that I've made. It's, it's just talk about, um, you know, some people say I feel reborn, you know, after they eat like a Chipotle burrito. And, and I always think to myself, I'm like, no, like reborn. I, I just, I've discovered it uh, in a whole new way because of what happened that day. Um, it was the worst thing that happened at the time, but now, I mean, like who I am, I could never imagine being this without that happening. So it's just, it's interesting. Bella, what did you think when your right side was paralyzed after your accident and what did the doctor specifically tell you? Doctors, uh, I love doctors because they they really did save my life and fix me. But um, when it comes to like the the hope factor, they're not very great at that that job. So I was told basically the typical, you know, everything you gain back in the first year, you'll most likely keep. So automatically, that in my mind, what I was like, you know, especially as an athlete, I just was fresh off of Max Week last the week prior, you know, and and. I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, I, I have I have one year. Like that's literally the first thing that was in my head was I have one year. Um, I knew, I just remember thinking as an athlete, just very in tune with my body. I just knew that, you know, I had in my mind, just I hope I'm going to wake up every day and rehab and just be able to run out of there. Like I just kept trying to, this is just like a cold. It's just like getting over a sickness. One day I'll wake up, my nose won't be stuffy and and so when I when I really was starting to come to realize the severity of it, um, you know, I just remember thinking, I got one year, I got one year. And it wasn't the best mindset to have in the beginning, but eventually it that changed. Can you remember the specific moment when you realized that this is bad? Uh, I would say... The day, the first day in rehab, when I, when I tried the, uh, it's like a, they call it a, a loco mat. And this was like a fully robotic one. No PT, no assistance from any hands. It was like legit a robot suit. And that was the day that it was probably my second week in rehab where 
I'll never forget my, my therapist. I'm, and I'm going now and the machine's just moving my body, trying to connect my mind to what's going on. And my, my, my PT said, okay, Bella, I want you to close your eyes. And I was like, how do you mean? I'm going to get seasickness, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to throw up. She said, I want you to close your eyes and try to imagine the last just like memory that's embedded in your brain freshly of you walking. And all I remember is just shutting my eyes and just like, just tears came down because that was when it hit me that all I could see was the ground of St. Joseph's University's, you know, walking to class, like the certain bricks and the colors and the steps I had to go up, you know, go up these steps after squatting 200 pounds. It was terrible. But like, I just like, was from, things were flashing through my mind of while my eyes were closed and I'm, you know, hearing the, you know, the beeps from the machine and I can't, I can't move my entire right side of my body. And I, that's when it, it hit, hit me hard that day. Wow. Wow. You know, I tell you what, hold that thought. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue, continue our conversation with Bella Picard. It's your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. I'll tell you, Abella, wow, inspiring already. And we still got a million more questions for you. But uh, just uh, our listening audience, I tell you, listen up, stay motivated. Uh, you can overcome anything. Bella, how do you stay or remain positive? Um, Faith. I, I found I found my personal, you know, journey has led me almost like inevitably into who Jesus is when that's, that's it. That's how I've remained positive is, is from the moment I just told you about the tears coming down and my eyes closed. 
a week in between there is is when I that's that's when I said if I'm going to be positive what is the only thing right now that hasn't changed? I can't eat anything the same. I can't do anything the same. People don't even look at me the same. People don't even think of me the same. What has remained the same? And that's when God's voice just said, um, who are you talking to? And I was like, wait, that's in my own head. I'm, there's a voice in my head that when I was up to bat, I'm thinking, all right, if this one comes right down the middle, I'm smoking it out. And I was saying that in my head too. And I made the connection, boom, the one thing that never changed is God. Wow. Amen. How have this changed your life? I mean, I know you just explained a little bit, but um, uh, a lot of different things. You mentioned about the, the eating and all of this. Other, but uh, oh, yeah. what else has changed, uh, good or bad? I, 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 honestly, everything. The the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, everything has changed from... I mean, just educational standpoint, you know, didn't I didn't end up finishing my communications degree. Um, I have a big, giant polar bear, yellow lab dog that I never would have had. Who's my best friend and who's taught me more about the character of God than any human I've met. (laughs) Um, Also, to I'm living in Florida. Uh, the, the, The changes that have been made that I always want to talk about though all the physical changes clearly like my hands a little messed up my right hand it it gets toned down and and my right leg knee down I just can't lift my foot up um besides the physical I don't care the biggest change has been what God has done to my mind and what my mind is capable and your mind and everyone's mind's capable of doing that's the biggest Wow, Bella, that that that's really amazing. Can you tell us about what your training is like at the Performance Center in South Florida's um, Neurological Reengineering Program? What what does oh, that entail? Oh gosh, I am actually currently right now having a hard time sitting because my butt is very sore. <laughs> they are unreal. I try to encourage every athlete who I come across and meet uh, who may have a spinal cord injury, an amputee, whoever, to get to Barwis as soon as they can because it is PT on steroids. Like they, they believe so much in the human body. So basically what they do in this neurological engineering program is they just move your body. They do nerve patterns, just basic movements that your body has to do. And they'll add resistance with their own hands. And if you can't walk, if you're in a wheelchair, they're getting you up. They're getting you up and walking because they have the hands, you know, it, no matter how many people it takes, they just believe in the human body. So I've been on, you know, they customize a program to you once they start working with you. And I've, you know, I've made more, progress now you guys remember i was telling you my first mindset of i have one year i have one year i'm rolling into my fifth year and i go to this place and i they've that place has made me cry more than anything because the hope that just they can bring to to the physical you know world right in front of you with it's it's a anyone's dream especially in you know someone's position of you know wanting to do anything there is to do to continue to make a full recovery. And these people will get on their hands and knees. Just no, they, they are amazing. So it's, it's tough. It is tough training. They push me hard. They know I'm an athlete. So, 
So they, they pushed me really hard, you know, to, you know, spasms and Charlie horses that I usually try to avoid and in regular PT that they try to avoid because they don't want to hurt you. You have to get to that point of pain so that the next time you can get a little bit past it and, you know, and hit a new point. And that's life in general. And this Barra's facility has just been a blessing, uh, such a blessing. Wow. Uh, Bella, you have collaborated with D- DBA Sports in producing your own line of motivational and inspirational sports apparel. Can you tell uh, listen to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so th- that started with uh, DBA um, oh, Storms. She's, she's an awesome woman. She's actually from the UK. We got in touch. Um, she's actually coaching the first Olympic Kenyan lacrosse team. Uh, so she's been like a huge advocate for them. But she reached out to me, was like, hey, you know, you're always rocking. This was like probably what, year two. So it's been almost, it's going to be six years this year since I got hurt. So it was about the second year into this journey that she reached out. So I met her, I met up with her in New York City and we, you know, basically just had just such a good conversation about how I can you know, make a difference. Cause you know, loss of identity is real after, you know, any major change in life. And, you know, all basically I just didn't feel like an athlete anymore. I was like awkward. I'm like trying to learn how to like walk again and like finding my place. So she encouraged me, Hey, you can motivate people just with who you are. And why don't you like start making some cool clothes? And I was like, Hmm. So I ended up doing that and I'm still actually doing, I got a printing press about like three months ago uh, since this coronavirus thing, everything has changed as you guys Mm -hmm. know. Um, So I've been kind of trying to take it in my own hands now just to do it myself because shipping and stuff from everywhere is, it takes forever. So I might as well do it. So yeah, it's given me something, you know, to really do and really um, use as a uniform. Like I don't, I can't explain to you guys you, I mean, you guys know because I'm you athletes, but it's like when you don't have that uniform or that, you know, jacket that says your sport or your name, it's weird. I've never lived my life without one. I can't remember. And I just that's kind of where I'm going with that uh, is is I want people to just be able to put on like clothes and be like, this is my uniform. This, You know, this is my this is my tribe. Let's go play. Let's go. Let's go get it. So, wow. You know, I tell you, um, this is so inspiring. But, Bella, we're going to bring you back in the last segment. But uh, I want to introduce uh, our next guest. Uh, Michelle, can you tell all the listeners a little bit about our next guest? Yes, our next guest is Mr. Robert Paler. In one moment, Robert was in the best day of his life, competing for the Collegiate Rugby National Championship. In the next moment, his life changed forever. Robert suffered a spinal cord injury in the first minutes of the game and found himself face down in the turf unable to move anything below his neck. His doctor told him he would never walk or move his hands for the rest of his life. Through an unbreakable vision and relentless determination, Robert is defying the odds. He has graduated from UC Berkeley, is winning the fight to walk again, and is sharing his method of how he overcomes quadriplegia. Every person faces challenges. Robbers are just visible. The skills Robert uses to overcome paralysis can be used by all to optimally perform. His message is one that inspires others to assess their full potential and conquer their challenges, no matter how daunting they may seem. It's Your Life Radio Podcast presents Robert Paler. Welcome to the show, Robert. How you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing great, Michelle. You're making me blush over here. Thanks so much for <laughs> hey, Robert, can you tell our listeners a little bit about, about you and uh, where you're from? Yes, absolutely. So I'm over from the Sacramento Valley here in California, born and raised in Sacramento. Uh, a little bit about myself. I like listening to country music. I like barbecuing at nights. Um, I'm a quadriplegic by definition. use a wheelchair every day. Um, and I'm an inspirational speaker. Sports is a big part of my identity. Grew up, grew up playing a lot of contact sports. Man, I just like hitting people. You know, I like being physical. It's such like a part of my identity, who I was. Um, it's been quite a journey these last four years, and I'm excited to share that journey today. But it's led me into my life's purpose, my life's mission. So I'm excited to share that with you all. Can you tell us uh, uh, a, a little bit about May 6, 2017? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Everybody's sort of got their day, right? And I was thinking it's interesting how the same day means different things for different people. Um, this is what that day meant to me. It was the day of the Collegiate Rugby National Championship in 2017. I kind of stumbled upon rugby in this interesting way. I think a lot of people in America don't even really know what rugby is. They hear it's like, oh, football without pads, like these crazy people who just torpedo themselves into each other. Um, you know, I was in a pretty great program, though. Uh, Cal, I think it's around 32 national championships uh, that the program has had to date. So a pretty successful program, starting as a sophomore on the number one ranked team in the nation at the time. Um, and it was in this game that I was competing in a mall, which is when the bigger guys, we grouped together in a single unit and we pushed to advance the ball. And I'm a big guy. Right. You know, I'm like six foot five, 245 pounds at the time. Like I am put on this earth to move people, move people that don't want to be moved. And we're like five meters off from scoring this thing. So I'm practically drilling here on this field thing. Let's go, Rob, drive this thing in. But the other players started making these illegal moves and the referee wasn't calling it. So player comes in from the side, which you're not supposed to do. He binds me in a headlock. He's pinning my chin to my chest. And now, I'm fighting it. I'm trying to push forward. I got a job to do. And another player comes in. He chops him down by my legs and I get illegally rode all the way down to the ground. I close my eyes. I grip my teeth and then snap. I couldn't move anything. I couldn't feel anything. I'm laying on this turf, screaming as loud as I can, doing everything I can to get up, but I couldn't move a thing. And I'm completely conscious, keep in mind, completely aware of everything that's going on, that I had just broken my neck. And that my life would change forever. I got rushed over to the hospital. We took some medical imaging and my doctor told me the worst thing I could have heard. He said, Robert, what happened to you is bad. Really bad. And the reality is you will never walk again. You will never move your hands. And we're going to do our best. So you can do something like pick up a piece of pizza and bring it to your face. Uh, if you can do that, you made it. If you can do that, then you be the odds. And I'm also going to recommend a spinal fusion surgery to you. This will be through the front of your neck. A lot of important real estate right there. It's not guaranteed that you will wake up after this day. Um, I was terrified. I didn't know what to do in a moment like that. I woke up on this day. I think it was going to be the best day of my life. D1 athlete competing for the national championship. A legacy day. You know, something that I look back on the rest of my life as an extreme positive And I'm laying on my back. Can't move or feel anything. I'm being told that I never will again unless if I survive. I just couldn't accept that. I just couldn't accept that I would lay back for the rest of my life and let this circumstance determine what I do with my life. I just couldn't do that. I made a decision that in that moment, I was going to give absolutely everything I have to get absolutely everything I can get. 
So I went in that surgery, um, you know, with that mindset, ready to go for the rest of this journey. I tell you what, Rob, hold that thought. We're going to finish that when we come back from the station break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and Robert, I I tell you, uh, inspiring. I want to finish. I know we had to take a station break. Can you continue uh, telling us about uh, that day and and the day after that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, after that day concluded, I woke up from my surgery. Um, then the fight for my life began. The surgery went really well, actually. The doctor did an incredible job. Um, the surgeon did that way. Um, but I contracted pneumonia. So that was very dangerous because I couldn't cough. Um, I could barely even breathe on my own. And I couldn't swallow anything, which means I couldn't eat or drink. And I lost 60 pounds in that first month alone. Um, it felt like death was sitting with me in that room, waiting for me to quit, waiting for me to give up. And my doctors were telling me it wasn't certain that I'd survive, but I made it. And I went over to Craig Hospital, a world-renowned spinal cord injury facility over in Denver, Colorado. And I go there and these doctors, you know, they're different. They look at me and they see potential, not some broken body. And I remember the first conversation I had, they said, Robert, yes, what happened to you is absolutely terrible. We don't know where this thing's going from here. You might walk out of these doors one day. You very well might not. But the one thing we do know is we are going to give you everything we have, everything that modern science and medicine has to optimize this recovery. And you know, these people, they didn't give me, give me any guarantees, right? You know, they didn't say I walk out of those doors as badly as I would have liked to hear that. But they gave me a chance and I went for it. I worked my butt off. I mean, it was eight to nine hours of really intense rehabilitation a day. It's the hardest I've ever worked at something in my life. But in the coming months, I went from no motion at all to twitching a finger and twitching a toe to about a year later, man, that's about 365 days I spent in that hospital. I was able to get helped up into a platform walker. I walked out of those hospital doors. Returned over to UC Berkeley, just graduated from the high school of business while continuing to work in my rehab. I'm now at a position um, where I can walk short distances using my walker. Um, and I'm pursuing this career in inspirational speaking, sharing this story and sharing these tools that have helped me to overcome quadriplegia that I can share with other people to overcome the challenges that they have in their lives. 
Robert, that that's that's a lot of determination. You definitely had to push through some very dark moments. Is it there a specific two that helped you um, pushing forward during your recovery that yeah. you can share? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of tools that help me. One thing that I want everybody to know is how powerful of a tool perspective is. And it's this tool that can help us or it can hurt us because we can look at these people who've got it all going on, right? They've got everything that we want. I think we spend so much of our time comparing our lives to that. And when we do that, we start thinking, man, you know, my life really stinks. Here's all these things that aren't going my way in life. Or we can look at these really tough situations, um, cancer patients, people with ALS, people who can't breathe on their own, people who are losing loved ones to the coronavirus right now, people are going through really terrible situations, situations that nobody should ever have to go through. And uh, there's this saying that I use all the time. And that saying is compared to what? So I'll just be like, man, I'm so tired, but compared to what? You know, this is really hard. I'm dealing with a lot right now, but compared to what? Wow. The fact is there are millions of people in this world who would rather be in our situation than theirs. Um, it's up to us to choose that perspective. And when we do, it helps us put our challenges down into size. It helps us to realize how grateful we should be, how much we can overcome. Exactly, exactly. What was it like to walk for the first time and what were you feeling and thinking in that moment? And I'm just excited just to hear what you have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big moment. You know, here was this thing that I dreamt about. Um, I shed tears over thinking of the possibility that I could just get up into a walker and move my foot like two inches in front of the other. This was like such a huge moment for me, something that fueled me. And um, it took me about eight months to get there, eight months of really, really tough rehab. And, you know, we reached this moment. I was like, okay, Robert, you know, I think we can take the straps off of you from that are holding you up to the ceiling and kind of take this leap of faith. And, you know, I went for it and I did it. And it was this really big moment. But here's the thing is like, it was hard. It was really hard. And I sat down and they're like, you know, we gave her high fives and stuff. It's like, okay, Robert, like get on the bike, you know, and like time to like go on to your next workout. I'm kind of like, this is it. You know, like, this is really like everything I was working towards that much. It was this huge moment, but it was kind of this realization that I'm really happy that I kept my head up and I continued to like take in all these positive moments that were going on around me. I think it's such a bad statement when we say like, I'll be happy when this happens, or I'll be happy if this happens, because the reality is we might spend our entire lives or months, years looking towards this thing that we think will make us happy. And when we get there, the moment kind of passes us by. So a lesson out of that is keep your head up, enjoy every moment we have in our lives, because every single day, every single second is a gift. And we should treat it just like that, a gift. Wow. You know, um, tell us, what is your rehabilitation like now? I know you're working toward uh, pushing that wheelchair to the side. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. That is my main goal. One day I'm going to have a huge bonfire. We can get all of us together. And I'm going to throw that wheelchair right in there. And JC, you can light the match. That's going to be a good party one day. Um, but I've been at this for 1,347 days. I've been at this for a really long time and I'm not giving up. It's either I'm going to get out of my wheelchair one day permanently or I'm going to die trying. And there is no in between for me. I spend three hours on my rehabilitation each day. Right now, it's just at home with everything that's going on. 
in the Sacramento area with the coronavirus. Um, but I get up and I walk every day. I walk as far as I can in the beginning. I'm kind of, you know, I'm going along. It's not too difficult. By the end of it, I'm screaming with every single step. I'm giving everything I got at my rehab. I work on standing up. Um, I get on the bike with a, with an FES bike, you know, electrical stimulation, getting those muscles just tuckered out, everything I can from them. Um, you know, these gains, they're small. I can't see the differences day to day. And, but when you increase that scope, you know, on the weeks add up into the months and the months add up into the years, the progress is just undeniable. So I'm staying at it and I'm getting progress and I'm not stopping anytime soon. Wow. Robert, you are now an, inspira- an inspirational speaker. How did you get into public speaking and what yeah, lessons are you teaching? It was something that I never thought I would do, um, you know, like sports, being like team captain, stuff like that. Um, you know, I give like one, like a two minute pump up speech or something like that at halftime, but you're not standing up in front of a crowd for like a half hour. I never thought there'd be anything I could talk about that somebody would listen to for like, you know, an entire hour long. Um, but this thing happened to me. It gave me a story worth sharing. Um, and it gave me these gifts, you know, breaking my neck, you think would be all bad, right? What good could possibly come out of breaking your neck? Well, the messages I've received. And the hearts I've been able to touch where people are coming up to me just saying like, Robert, you've, you've touched my heart. You've touched my soul. You've changed my life. I wake up every single day with gratitude and this renewed appreciation for my life and the things that I can do. Thank you for taking on your challenge. It makes it to where if I could go back on what happened to me on May 6, 2017 and change it, I wouldn't, I couldn't. Sharing these lessons and what has helped me to overcome my challenge, to give to others, to overcome theirs is the greatest gift I have in my life. It's gotten me where I am today. I'm very proud of where I am today. And I consider it my mission on this earth to take what happened to me on May 6, 2017 and turn it into the best thing that's ever happened to me and a gift that I can give to other people. Wow. Robert, you have battered through Uh, some great odds in your recovery. What has your strategy been for overcoming adversity and staying positive? Yeah, you know, something that's uh, been really important to me is having a good mental diet. Now, we all understand the physical diet, right? It's nasty in, nasty out, or if you eat well, you will perform well. And I think the same thing goes for our minds. The more we take in negative information. We allow negative thoughts to cycle through our minds. The more negative we're going to be as people, the less able we are to take on life's challenges. But the more positive information we take in, the more positive stories we go seek out, the positive conversations we have, and those positive thoughts, as we let them cycle through our minds, the more positive we're going to be as people, the more able we are to take on life's challenges. I keep a gratitude journal every single day. At the end of the day, I write down three things I was grateful for that day. It could be something as big as I just set a PR, you know, that I've like walked as far as I ever have in the last four years. Or it can be something as small as like I woke up and my mom made like bacon and it was like a really good crispy bacon. I just like, just like love that stuff. And I was just like grateful for that moment. When we keep track of those things, those good things in our lives, um, we're going to be more positive people. We're going to be able to push out that negativity and keep moving forward in our challenges with a smile on our face. I like, uh, about the journal and uh that's something that uh, more more people should adopt 
yeah. you know, and 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 uh, challenging themselves and writing down their goals, especially when they accomplish those goals, because the mind, if you think positive and do positive things based on putting forth that extra effort, that's just going to be a strength in who you are, your character, and it allows the mind to work with you about overcoming any type of adversities and challenges that we might have. So I, I tell you, I am so grateful uh, for you saying that because that just uh, it struck a bell with me that I need to start doing that a little bit more often myself. You know, but I, I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Robert, and we're going to bring Bella back on. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Wow, I tell you, uh, just like, like, like I told you earlier, grab a big bag, uh, actually two big bags of popcorn. You know, uh, I guess is really bringing it and they are so inspiring. And uh, I'm just so happy that they are sharing their story with us because uh, I know we, we, we're talking to somebody out there that might not have self-confidence uh, in themselves and might feel that uh, they cannot uh, move forward and accomplish any goals because or something that they have uh, happened to them, uh, adversities. You know, so, Robert, what? is your advice for setting ambitious and yet realistic goals? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, goal setting is something that was very rooted in who I was as an athlete. Um, You know, in high school football, we would have these commitment cards and we'd write down goals, you know, like what we wanted to do in that game. So like I was on the line, I always had my hand in the dirt. So like, I want to get like four pancakes this game. Um, And like a school goal, you know, like, like you wanted to get an A on this test or do well on this project and something in your personal life, you know, with your family, 
Um, that was something that I practiced growing up. And, um, you know, then I break my neck and here are all these things I prepared as an athlete and just everything I did was coming down to this really key moment in my life for goal setting. It was something that was so difficult because, you know, when you break your neck, every injury is so different. There are no two injuries that are the same. You know, it's not like tearing your ACL or, um, you know, breaking a bone, something like that. It's, it's so different. It's so individualized. And, you know, initially my doctor said that I'd be lucky to pick up a piece of pizza. And, you know, obviously here I am chowing down on pizzas and walking again and doing all these things. Um, so it's very difficult to predict. And in terms of goal setting, I found that the most important and beneficial strategy for me is setting present focused goals, goals of things that you can do every single day. I think when a lot of us think of goals, they're like, you know, in my situation, I want to get out of my wheelchair one day. For someone else, it might be, I want to get this promotion. Um, you know, I want to be there on the starting spot of the team. I want to win this championship. Um, there are things in the future, but I think we really need to focus on the things we can do every single day. You know, my goal is get on my feet every single day. Um, you know, my goal is to have that mental diet, you know, do the gratitude journal every single day. You know, as I do these things, these things that I can keep progress of and keep these habits, it's helping me get to these overarching, you know, this vision that I have, these things I want to achieve in the future. But in terms of goal setting, that's something I recommend everyone do. Think of what you can do right now. Think of what you can do every single day that's going to get you where you want to go. Wow. I want to bring both of you guys in at the same time. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Bella, what will the old Bella tell the new Bella right now or vice versa? Oh, gosh. (laughs) If this Bella could tell old pre-accident Bella something, it would be stop wasting your precious time and energy and movement on things that will not benefit you for what is about to come. Like that 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 is what I would say, and I think old Bella to new Bella right now would just be like, "You talk too much." Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. That's really it. Rob, the same question to you. <laughs> I would say, be grateful for the little things. Um, be grateful for everything, every step, every breath. It's really easy to take these things for granted. Right. You know, we wake up and just think that it's going to come the next day. And um, it ha- these things can be taken away from us so quickly, so unbelievably quickly. And that's not something to be scared about. Um, I think, if anything, it should create this sense of urgency for us to just open our, our eyes and see these things we have, these things that we should be so grateful for. Something as simple as just being able to have a conversation like this right now. That's such an amazing thing. Do you know how much I would give four years ago to just sit here and have a conversation like this or how much I would give to be able to wiggle my toes or how much I would give to be able to take a breath on my own, just to really take a deep breath. And I mean, that's just a little gift that we got right there. Um, Be grateful for everything. Little things. That's exactly what I tell myself. Uh, Bella, Robert, um, both the same question. How did your family and friends help you during the challenges after your injuries? Oh, boy. Robert, do you want to go or? You take it, Bella. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll agree on this, but support from the people who you, you know, love the most and who love you the most is like completing the formula for already like a positive 
you know, journey and recovery. You know, I have so many friends in the spinal cord injury community who don't have the support and it, it almost makes me mad a little bit because it's, it's like, if you, if, you know, if your, if your mother or your father, your brother, your sister just knew how much, you know, it would do to your life and your recovery, if they just sim- simply, you know, Hey, how you, like, how you doing? You know, like, like how, how's rehab going? Are you, any progress? You look good. Like, you know, that support of just like, my mom used to pick up my paralyzed arm and hit me with it and go, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. And that's, the support that, you know, you just feel like, like nothing has changed. They still love you and accept you. And in, in reverse, Robert, I know, you know, I don't know about you, but wanting to get better, of course, for ourselves and our lives, but just imagining the look on my father's face, you know, when he sees me do this or the look on my mom's face when, you know, she can see me do this. And like, it's almost like you get a sense of, wow, like living for yourself is one thing, but showing others is that's what it's about. Yeah, Bella, you hit it on the head right there. Um, I mean, I think a lot of us think that like the tough thing to do, the gritty thing to do when things get tough is just like put that load on your shoulders and uh, just carry it on yourself. And really, I think that's the last thing we should do. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the people who got me here. And for those few doctors who were saying, and those nurses who said that I would never walk again, an army of people behind me, carrying me when I couldn't carry myself, believing me when in those moments when I didn't believe in myself. And like Bella said, that incredible, incredible drive and power that comes with working for others, um, doing things for others, making a commitment to someone else is so important. Um, I don't go up and walk for myself anymore. Um, I don't care about going from point A to point B on my own two feet. That's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But being able to touch someone's heart, change someone's life, that's where real matter, real things happen. Uh, life lived for others is a life of purpose. And purpose is what helps us overcome life's challenges. Wow. Yeah. That, that is fantastic. A question for both of you all again. What advice would you provide of somebody who has uh, might be going through uh, a life changing injury or this and uh, and trying to keep them to stay positive? Uh, We want to start with you, Bella. Uh, You know, something that Robert said earlier is perspective. Um, I think as I don't know if it's individual or maybe it's athlete. I don't know what it is because we always have to see the perspective of, you know, an, a player that has a different style or what we have to do different. It's we're always thinking perspective kind of, but when it comes to someone in, you know, a situation like, like this or any tragic situation where change is happening before your eyes and you didn't ask for it, perspective in an open mind is what you need because if you try to figure it out with all your old, with your old toolkit, you'll realize you're at the wrong freaking house and you need a whole other set of tools, you know? And uh, so that's what Robert said it earlier is perspective. And I think that's the advice I would give is talk to other people in the spinal cord injury community. Don't, you have no limits. You're not bound to anyone, anything, any place on this planet. You are not bound. You are bound. You are limitless to do so, you know, perspective, that's key. And Robert, real quickly, we're coming to the end of the show. I, I want to, I wish we had a couple more hours, but can you give a quick perspective of that as well? 
Yeah, absolutely. Focus on what you can control. Um, in life, there's a lot of things we can't control and a lot of things we can control. And the more we focus on the things that we can't control, the less capacity we can give to the things that we can control. You know, something I think that's so unique to Bella and I's uh, stories here is how other people were involved in our accidents. Um, you know, if these other people weren't involved, we wouldn't be in this situation today. And I don't know about you, Bella, but I had a really hard time. And, um, you know, the person who broke my neck, he's never reached out to me and he's never said he's sorry. Um, I'll tell you this, I forgive him whether he's sorry or not. I just realized the more hate I gave to him, the more power I gave to him, the less power I could give to myself. And the more I focused on these things I couldn't control, the less I could focus on the things that I did have, the things I do have, the things I can control. Um, that's the advice I give to everyone. Forgive those people you need to forgive. Let go of those things you can't control. Look forward and never turn back. Amen. Wow. I, I, we all would like to give our guests an opportunity to tell how people can reach out to you guys if they wanted to, if they need advice, help, or et cetera. Uh, Bella, can you tell our listening audience how they can reach you if they need to? Absolutely. Uh, you guys, the most active on Instagram, it's uh, at Isabella Picard. Um, I post all, all on there, and that's where I pretty much keep it so follow follow that you'll see some weird things but it's always you you'll be learning trust me <laughs> and you robert yeah first off i just want to say thanks for having me this was such a joy to be here today i'm truly grateful for this conversation uh best way to find me uh just look up robert paylor on all the social media platforms there's like one robert paylor on this earth it's not a very common <laughs> name so pretty easy to find me there and um any inquiries for speaking stuff like that www.robertpaylor.com please reach out to me i would love to interact with anybody who's been inspired today it's what fuels me um, but i'm so grateful for this conversation sharing this story Wow. You guys have been extraordinary guests and I want to personally thank both of you for taking the time to come on. It's your life radio podcast and share with uh, our national audience, uh, your story. And I, just like I said that, I believe that we have inspired. I'm, I'm inspired. <laughs> and so I think we've reached out to uh, a lot of people that might have been feeling that there was no hope. Uh, but just like always, uh, we are, always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message or issue life uh, to uh, our listening audience and podcasts and et cetera. So uh, I want to thank my wife, Michelle, for taking the time to, to co-host this. I want to thank my producers, uh, my San Diego producers, which is Todd Pyrick and my Dallas producer, which is Matthew. I always get his name wrong, but Swinner. And, you know, and I want to thank you, listening audience, for being a part of It's Your Life. Stay tuned. Next week, we've got a fantastic show coming your way. It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I'm Michelle Cooley. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. That's CooleyFoundation.org. Join James next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big.